Live. <laughs> no, we we're not live yet. We're live now. <laughs> now we're live. Hi, everyone. I am Lynn Rhodes, Executive Director, Co-Founder of Authoring Action. And we are thrilled that you have joined us this evening for the first 2021 uh, Community Forum. Uh, Authoring Action, as you know, has been around for a long, long time. We're in our 19th year now. Uh, and we develop teen authors who create original written work from life stories to societal issues. Uh, we create original written works that are for the community and for the world, to engage the world. And so through these forums, we hope to bring conversation uh, and insight from our authors, uh, young adult. We have our teen authors and our young adult authors. Nathan will tell you more about them. Uh, this evening. So thank you for joining us. We love that you're here. Uh, if you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can always go to authoringaction.org or find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you again for coming. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Authoring Action defines ASAGAI, A-S-S-E-G-A-I. It's a Zulu word means short spear. We de-weaponized de the word and have redefined the short spear as the pen, where the pen is mightier than the sword and words are more positive than violence. Authoring action defines Renaissance as rebirth. And we assign that definition to our authors who have been who we grew up with over the years and have now moved on out into the world and carry us with them everywhere they go. Authoring Action defines author as a derivative of the word, French word auteur, which means to originate. And as Lynn's mentioned, everything, everything that we create in Authoring Action is original to the author. Authoring Action defines form as a meeting place where people gather together to discuss and to attack issues that are relevant and prevalent to the community. So tonight we present Asagai and Renaissance authors in our first inaugural forum. I'm feeling really grateful to be here with everyone. Um, yes, this uh, is our first forum and I think inherently um, uh, will be first in many ways. Uh, and so as we all are getting adjusted to this new format, because every face on the screen is used to getting together in, in our um, very tight knit community in cars and vans and planes and traveling to other places around North Carolina and around the country uh, and virtually around the world uh, to uh, bring stories and uh, bring these words and these uh, pieces that we've created uh, to you. So we have this special opportunity to invite you into our homes uh, and into this particular format. Uh, we're used to being in person, but here, uh, we're gonna be in our own spaces knowing that, um, you know, the spirit of what we do and our individual spirit so transcends 
this separation that we're experiencing. And so knowing that we are together, uh, even in this format, even as you watch us on the screen, uh, we are here in community. So we'll be talking to each other, but know that everything that's exchanged between us here on this call is really is an extension outward uh, to you in your own home as well. <clears throat> And I, I think it, I would like to, uh, <clears throat> I would like to uh, invite you to take a, a breath with me. So I'm going to invite you to empty out all the breath that is in your body. And that's for everyone on the call and everyone watching at home, right? Finding your seat in the chair, emptying out your breath and filling it up all the way down to the bottom of your belly. And as we find ourselves here in the present moment, uh, we'll invite you in exactly as you are. You're so welcome. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, and yes, uh, in terms of this being the first, there may be some, you'll see a mouth moving, they're muted. Someone's gonna tell them to unmute. Someone's like, Willie, can you play the clip? You know, this will be uh, the kinks that we work out and uh, we're a little family unit. So we're gonna do it in that kind of spirit. Uh, and so we join you, uh, we welcome you to join us in that, uh, in that experience. So thank you. All right, so Mr. Nathan, if you could start us off, lead us in this first discussion. I will. Tell me about experience. What an experience. Experience can be both taught and learned. Tell me more. Experience can be taught in the sense of a lot of us have parents where, you know, they'll tell us stories about their childhood. And while we may think they're long and boring, within them, we find that they went through something, they came out, and this is the lesson they took from it. Um, we oftentimes hear the common saying that experience is the best teacher. One good example of that is if I tell you not to touch the stove and you touch, the, and you touch it anyway, you didn't take my word for it. Experience taught you, okay, I know that's hot. I know it burns my skin, so I'm not gonna touch it anymore. Hence, experience is the best teacher. Ouch. Tell me about experience. Um, my take on experience is something that you have to be in the moment for. So experience is present and memories are past tense. So for me, I choose to experience things rather than some people choose to go through the motion. So I don't think that everybody has experiences, whether you're in the same room, in the same environment, in the same day, I think that you have to choose to learn from this. You have to choose to enjoy this. You have to choose to be present in the moment because you can be in a forum right now and everything can completely be going over your head. And now you don't have that experience to hold on to because you weren't present in that moment. So my that's what i'm present experience is being present in the moment and that present in the moment 
What feels so huge to me is the, how um, my experience is not the same thing as your experience. And you will never actually know what my real experience is because it is just mine. Um, and what do we do with that, knowing that Kyra in this moment will walk away with a story about what happened that is different from my story, even if they're similar, it's like my experience is informed by the experiences I've had before. And we've all had different experiences leading up to this moment. And so there's no, there are no two same experiences and they're in a lot of ways completely unknowable or at least uh, there are parts that are unknowable, which, you know, what do we do with that then when we are trying to get to know each other and to connect on a deeper level? I think the beauty in experience is that it can be both a personal experience and you can have communal experiences. Like we know that right now, um, a community out there is homeless community. They are all experiencing this awful cold weather and happen to live outside in it. And then you have your own personal experience where you break them down as individuals and one of them might experience someone helping them that night and another one won't. So it's just like, I think the beauty in it is that we all get to have our own experience, but we can also share experience. It's a, it's a, it's an individual thing you can do on your own to get to know you and to get to commune with you. But I think that being in community and sharing experience and having shared experience is beauty too. I think, I think it being both sides of the coins makes it um, unique in so many different ways. So I think of it, I like to think of um, all of my experiences as completing a whole picture of what my life is going to be. Um, I think a really cool analogy of this is pixels on a TV. So as if we think of all of our life experiences as being these little things that create this big picture and sometimes one pixel is more important than this other one, or maybe they change in sizes and they become different, but they ultimately make up this whole picture. I think that's Uh, for me, experience is anything that sort of like leaves an impression. Um, I, I've lived through things that I didn't experience because it didn't necessarily leave an impression on me. But you know, it, it, experiences like stick with you, like in, like in your ribs. Like you know, you carry that with you through everything. Well, then, let me throw the monkey wrench. What is the difference between experience and wisdom? I think the wisdom is the application of experience. It's applying all that you've experienced to, to and, and sharing what you know and, and applying it to life in so many different situations, like situations. Like I can, ex I can experience um, 
falling in love. And then I can experience being heartbroken when I've applied what I've learned from falling in love and being heartbroken in my next relationship, that's wisdom. Mm. Yeah, I would like to piggyback off that because that's the perfect example because like I said, you have to choose an experience. You also can choose to be ignorant. You can choose to have wisdom. So you can go through all these experiences and all these lessons and take it all in. But if you don't absorb it, then it you didn't experience that. You went through it. So I think you know, wisdom, experiences, memories, all of that is taking control of your life. And that's you saying, I'm in the driver's seat. I'm going to choose to learn from this experience. I'm going to choose to be wise or right. instead of saying, I, yeah, I went through that, but I'm still going to do it like this. That's do like it the again. Yeah. Repeat the same mistakes. Yeah. yeah, Kyra. Yeah. So that was very well worded. I wonder though, <clears throat> I'm thinking about, is it, um, is there wisdom that exists or rather, I think there is wisdom that, that exists without having had experiences. And I think about, I don't know, I think about inherited wisdom and then I think about people's individual, um, like if I'm looking at the, the, all the parts that make up a person, like the gears and the wires, some, some wires we have the same wires, some gears are the same gears, but mostly they're different shapes and different sizes and they do different things. But you know, I might be born with the inherent already in me wisdom that, um, that, that kindness is uh, a great currency in the world, but not everyone has that. And some people have to have experiences that teach them with negative or positive reinforcement that uh, being unkind uh, makes you alienated or uh, doesn't get you what you want. Whereas uh, someone else, I think just, you know, the people, you know, there are people who, you know, they, they were always like that. There's, I think there's something true for everyone in that. Someone who know, who's known you since you were young will point at you and go, oh yeah, so-and-so has always been like that. They've always been, they've always been um, generous. And I think like being able to be generous or to be giving or to, I don't know, insert whatever here uh, is the symptom of some kind of wisdom that it, uh, that it works, that it does something. So I wonder, I'm, I'm wondering what kind of wisdom, is, is it possible and, or what does that mean to have wisdom that is, uh, that precedes experience in a particular realm? I think, I think that brings, that makes me think about how I learned that wisdom was here before anything and anyone, any being. Um, wisdom was here before God and it was with wisdom, with she wisdom that God created something out of nothing. Wisdom was here. So I think that's, I think that's, um, that expresses the depth of wisdom, um, how you can be born with it, how it can be passed down through oral tradition, which is um, African, uh, African tradition, and how to wisdom um, is, is, uh, has always been here. 
before we got here. She's always been here. So I'm kind of thinking of um, this, but in the way that it relates to experience, like, um, is it possible for someone to not have experiences? Like, I would almost argue that everything is an experience, kind of like when Kyra was saying, um, you know, taking in experiences and really like, you know, just manifesting yourself in them. But, you know, if you don't take in anything and you're, you're kind of just living life kind of just by the motions, isn't that also an experience that still its own wisdom to it? I will say yes to that. Interesting that we don't have a split, but rather we have a conjunction where we have wisdom as the application of experience that necessitates wisdom being there in order to even negotiate choices in terms of what we do to gain experience. Wow. Alpha Omega. Anybody want to tell me more? We have a couple more minutes. Let me hear from Master Guy. Where are you? Come on. Um, when I think about the difference between them is I feel like experience is something that you experience. So when you like, say, for example, you go to the zoo, there's some kids or for, for a field trip, you go to the zoo. Some kids have been there multiple times with their family or multiple other field trips and other students haven't been there ever before. And the kids who have been to the zoo before may have a better experience than the kids who have never been there before. Mm. And when I think about the wisdom of it, I think about it's whatever you get out of the experience. Mm. You actually took the conjunction and made it into a ball. What I want everyone to do now, after we hear from Sam, because I haven't seen him in a long time, and this is against the rules for first think discussion, because I'm not allowed to ask anybody to join us. But Sam, I got to hear from you on this. OK. Sylvia has joined uh, us. <laughs> so. Um. It's quite it's quite funny actually because when I first when I first came back to and we were in the little um, rehearsal as you will, um, Mr. Nathan funnily commented that you look like someone who's seen the mountaintop. Now when I when I think when I think what I think of that is how this ties into experience versus wisdom. Um, we could it could be argued that our ancestors experienced so that we being the current generation or the next generation can have the wisdom you know i think it's it's almost like in a way experience is the sacrifice and wisdom is what breeds from the sacrifice mm, okay i like the word breeds there we're going to go around the corner and everybody on screen, I just want one statement. 
one statement from you celebrating the word experience and one word and one statement celebrating the word wisdom. For uh, me, oh. I'll, go, you can, you can go I'll go first. For me, I'm gonna say experience is a choice. No, experience is present and wis wisdom is a choice. Those are my two periods. Present, choice. Uh, Everybody. For me, for me I, I wanna say, I wanna appreciate you know, experience uh, for giving me the knowledge uh, to, to, to get through life and thank wisdom for teaching me how to apply those experiences. Mm. I like to say dive into the beauty of personal and communal experience, apply that in seeking wisdom. Mm. saying that experience is the building block that leads to the final destination of my wisdom mm. somebody recording this <laughs> um i would say that without experiences life is not worth living and without wisdom experiences never reach their highest potential. Uh, I, I want to piggyback off of that. I would say experience is the moments you live for, and then uh, wisdom is the influence. Mm. We need to collect these, man, because you guys are just creating quotes. Of wisdom. Pardon me? Again? Experience is the answered prayer of wisdom. Okay. Do we get everybody? Everybody. There is no hopeful wisdom. Mm, no hopeful wisdom. That's interesting. Wisdom, wisdom does not necessarily to be have to be hopeful. It's interesting that you would add that. Wisdom in and of itself does not necessarily mean hope. Hopeful wisdom. Okay, Willie, anybody else? Going once, going twice. Now we're gonna move on and experience, or rather, yes, both experience the wisdoms that you all have to share. So Willie, I'm gonna turn it back over to you and thank you so much for that wonderful discussion. So first up we have a clip from Ariana Gripper. Uh, this is her piece, Transubstantiation, from the Emanate Commencement film.
empathetic. Not everyone is empathetic. Don't seek empathy. Nobody feels what I feel, but feels bad for me. Sympathy abundance. All of that is dead. Strong-headed, independent. I go through my problems alone. Fight my battles solo. Read my face. Do I look relaxed? Ready to scuffle. Stay out of my way. You don't want to see me mad. Why lie? You don't love me. Why be a mushroom? Honey, don't rush me. Feelings don't last forever. Band-aids don't last forever. Freeze my heart just to melt it? Fire me up. Dame mas gasolina. I hit your iceberg during a state of vulnerability. Why do we keep coming back to each other? Gum under a table? You got me stuck. Daddy issues. Don't let my apple fall from the tree. Catch it. Are you the child? Cotton balls can't clean all the blood. I give you the progress report. <clears throat> Drive past. No class. Blow my candle out. From apple to charcoal. Not clever. I'm shy. Complicated. Wear my skin. Understand me. I don't need a babysitter. Marshmallow in a microwave? Watch me expand and explode. I don't have friends. Ride dolo. Secure insecurities. We all put our pants on one leg at a time. It's not scary to stop judging. Don't cover your truth. Don't read me like a newspaper. Read me like a magazine. Transubstantiation. Wow, wow, wow. Ariana Gripper. Uh, every time I hear her express herself with words and also now film, I always see her as a trooper. Oh, captain, my captain. She is fearless at her young age. And I think history is going to declare her the Rubicon. So next we have a piece from Lorian Treadway. I am Lorian Treadway. I am Asagai. I am Emanate Ensemble of 2020. This is Solitude. A ball drops. My heart stops. Drowning, but still alive. Lost in the sense of loneliness. Trapped in this box. Duct tape has it secured. Tight. Loneliness can paint me, but I can't paint loneliness. I jump on a trampoline. It launches me high. Socializing is top one on my list. Sitting in front of a computer for eight hours of the day, where did the day go? Positioned in my room by myself, I feel alone. My slime has turned into solution. 
I have become a monster being isolated in this house, irresponsible, ignorant, insecure. My comforter smells the same from day one, but has been washed a million times. My family sees me as helpful, respectful, and full of excitement. I have the anticipation to yell, I feel jealousy and sorrow. Humidifier smoke fills the air. Hot sauce sits in a container, which now feels like a year. Gift bag full of lotion. Wow, so cool. Pot filled with water just to sit. A ball drops, my heart beats again. Wow. That's powerful. As per our conversation, Laurian, I consider you a rose garden that All Three in Action is planting. I'm excited about the years we're going to spend together. All right, so next up, we're going to show you a clip from Kyra Hennessy. Hi everyone, I am Kyra Henderson. I am a Renaissance author. I joined Authoring Action in 2013 with Zodiac. And this is Emotional Lockdown. infiltrates my body, hangs me from my former depression and swings me back and forth into sweet nothingness? Or would you be taking away the very thing that makes me human? The very thing that makes my spine quiver every time I hear a gunshot pierced into another black body. The very thing that makes my legs shake and my hands sweat when I can't predict what's next. Or is it better to sit in chaos? That way, I can track what it means to be human. I can trace a line right down the middle that separates the empaths from those detached from the world. But I do wonder what it, live, what it feels like to live fearlessly. I'm not talking about living on the edge and skydiving. But being able to get pulled over and the only thing that can make my heart drop is the end result of me getting a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what that feels like. I used to wonder what it felt like to love. And then I found it in myself. And that love led me to you. I found my fingers stitched in the cobwebs of your heart. I can tell you haven't loved in a while. It terrifies me how my heartbeat syncs up with the lullabies of your voice. It's almost loud enough and it drowns out my reality, doubts of insecurity, almost. I almost forget about my interpersonal nightmares when I'm emerged in our fantasy. 
I wish that thumping was loud enough to drown out the thoughts of perfection. I wish, I wish, I wish I was her. No way, I wish, I wish, I wish I was skinnier or prettier or smarter. The list of hers is too long. Sorry. Sometimes the noise gets a little too overpowering. Sometimes when I think I get a little too passionate, a little too off the rails. Sometimes my insecurity leaks out the cracks in my confidence. Sometimes my nightmares become true. Sometimes my jealousy and suspicion is confirmed and then I'm just sad. But there's usually comfort and sulking. You don't have to worry about hitting rock bottom when you're sitting on the rock. But I've been there. And I scrambled and scrambled and scrambled to feel something. So if you ask me again, would I rather live in a world where I felt nothing? No. Because I've never felt more alive than when I reached peak happiness pure joy and a sense of peace where everything that mattered was tangible. My heart, my mind, my soul restored. What world would you choose? I'm having a challenge with my speakers. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Yes. Great. You know, Kyra, that piece right there, every time, ever since I've known you, I've always seen you as a phoenix rising. You ain't never had and never gonna have any ashes at the bottom of your pit. To me, you've always been an apparition, somebody that I'm always going to say, I know her. And um, you've always been a person who, when people talk about an aura, you've always been that aura. There's always been that aura that sets change right. Yeah, I know you. I'm lucky to know you. Uh, before we before we move on right quick, uh, since Kyra, you're our first Renaissance author to share, uh, I just want to know, give, you know, just give us a minute or two. Just what have you learned from authoring action, and how have you applied it to your life now? Hi, everyone. Um, to answer that question, the biggest thing that I've taken away from authoring action is don't let people skip over you because they will. So in discussions, no one's going to ask you to speak. No one's going to be like, OK, you you get to have three pieces because you wrote three pieces. Um, you get this, you get this, you get this. So for me, I don't allow myself to get skipped over in classrooms. I don't allow myself to get skipped over in friendships and relationships. And I learned that in authoring action when it was like, oh, they don't care if I speak. They don't care if I get on the stage. Like no one cares. So you, I always challenge myself to be in the front row. I always challenge myself to put my talents on display and to speak up. 
And whether that's giving me bad backlash or positive um, reinforcements, that's just how I live. And I, I, I'm brutally honest. Um, there was a conversation that stuck with me. I say it almost every single week. And it was the difference between honesty and telling the truth. And Mr. Nathan said this, like when I, in 2014, and he said the difference between honesty is, hey, husband, I'm about to go cheat on you because I'm unhappy. Telling the truth is coming back later after you cheated, like, hey, I cheated. Let's talk about it now. And I strive to be an honest person and wear my heart on my sleeve in the moment all the time. So those are my biggest takeaways from authoring action. And that's how I live my life every single day. Thank you for sharing that. That was very interesting. Uh, so now, next we have a clip from Lyric Ripper from the 2020 m commencement film. is a is a bone thrower she ain't no card person she ain't no crystal ball when you come to lyric and you want to hear what she has to say concerning possibly your destiny she throws the bones with her words on the ground and then she reads you Uh, next, we have a piece from LaVey Lemon. LaVey Lemon to the stage. Good evening, everybody. I am LaVey Lemon. I am a Renaissance author. 
I am walking on with an ensemble of year 2004, and I currently serve as the program and outreach coordinator for Author in Action. This is March. Every time we try to put one foot in front of the other, it's always something happening. We can't do this, we can't say that, we can't be here, go back there. It's wild and I'm tired of it. I know my hair does magic without wands and the rainbow exists for my melanin. I know what black is then, now and tomorrow. I know the roots of my tree compassionately flows through the ground, activating the healthy rebirth of earth. I woke up this black. In America, I punched power in the throat. I beat power down every day. We, black people, are power. We illuminate the resurrection of justice that only we create. We revolutionize the lies books tell the teachers to teach to the students in the jail cells. I'm sorry, classrooms and schools. We persevere with our families. We board up strength to save some for later. We know we must because it's always another fight we have to win in. I'm hurling over these words to prophesy with the microphone in my left hand, right fist raised to encourage the revolution in you. Stand on the stage and persuade the masses to advocate for the liberation of oppressed, marginalized, poor people entangled with the intersectionality of their being in this world. Tell all your friends that the prophetic truth is we black people are your advocates. It is not our, but your souls at stake in need of a little Vaseline, some healing to reveal the dashiki in it. Throw white Jesus out of your churches. Dehunkify him and tell your friends Jesus is a black man who throws dumbbells out of place. That's right, he tears down the systems of injustice like we black people do every day. My friends, drink your coffee and tell everybody you know that God is a big, healthy black woman with unprofessional hair who evolves all things for the sake of humanity. Yes, we black women, 93% strong, have saved the world again. It's always a good day to be a black woman, black and woman, because as I put one aesthetic foot in front of the morphed other, I create leaders who change the world. Flip this card inside out in this temple we call America. That's right, I am the creator of leaders who clothe humanity with all things needed to tear stuff down if we have to, to build life up when we need to. The flash of the camera still can't capture all of me. My march is deep because I don't only do this with my feet. But yeah, I'll keep marching though. <laughs> Woo. LaVey has been with us 
Lynn says 12, I say 11, because she used to always hang around a year before she showed up and always jumped in the middle of our business. And now she has made us her business. Very, 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 you are our minister. You are our mainstay. You are our anchor. And with you, we're getting ready to launch again. Thank you. Stay. Mainstay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, next, we have Shatea Thomas. Hey everyone, I'm Shatea Thomas, a former member of the 2020 m Ensemble and a current member of Guy 2021, and this is a piece of my mind. God sees and hears all. Yeah, true. But why do I feel like a clone of my own shadow fighting my own battles alone? I'm constantly trying to waste time, even when I'm in pain. Honestly, man, I'm just trying to stay sane. Every time you look into my eyes, you can hear the silent cries. Fake friends, phony families, they're all just the same. My depression has no one to blame, but yet everyone just wants fame. I want love. Not today's kind though. The type of love where there's only one and two, me and you. Love like that doesn't exist anymore. It's just a fairy tale, so let me close that door. I don't, I don't understand these things called men. They want the whites to tan so they can snatch them in a van. Women get killed for saying no while men wait for their go. Next, we're gonna talk about blacks, the ghetto the one everyone wants to be, but I'm just me. But in America, being me is wrong. So for now on, I'm not me, I'm she. That's a topic for another day. Man, I just want to fly away. You get more and more brazen with your words. Um, I remember when you first started writing and how you were sort of setting up breakthroughs for yourself. And it's at once um, a blessing and also a warning. And there are things that I see and that I know when I read you, Shatea, that I have to share not only the blessing, but the warning. You're someone who's destined to groom history You're one who is in a democracy still blessed with royalty. And more than both of those, in your professed shyness and your very few words when you speak as opposed to when you write, you have to be ready for the burden of the prophecies that you're going to yield to us. So get ready for history. For real. Love it for, hate it for you. Thank you. And next is Austin Willard. 
Hey guys, I am Austin Willard. I am a part of the Asagai Ensemble, and I joined Authoring Action in 2019 with Gaia Ensemble. And this piece is Separation. Separation is a tortured spirit. Can't break through the walls, but can break through the bonds. The bonds that bind us, the bonds that we'd hold on to when we don't even realize it. My father wakes with a clenched fist. Can't seem to separate hate from love. All he can see is his brother's face and mine. Can't escape an argument. Can't escape the bear placed in my father's heart. Pinned down by this pandemic. Haven't seen my uncle since the day his mother raised him. Ever since he had a full head of hair. Can't escape the parasite seeping into his shoulder, pleasuring him with, with another pill or another drug. Separation is a tightened knot that can't be undone by long fingernails or determination. My father knows this too. He keeps it to himself, but he begs for isolation. And with every trip he takes, he comes back a different man. Seems to continue the strain of his tightened fist. Never once asked for anyone else's opinion. My mouth zipped when I'm around him. My uncle tapes a sarcastic grin across his face to soften the blow. Blow from my father's fist. Separation is a feeble friend, one who sleeps with you in bed, almost a shrink with no response. My mother says, as I've gotten older, I start to look more and more like my father. But as I look at younger pictures of my father, I can't seem to place the man in the photo and the father that I know. Thank you. Austin. Austin is going to be the consummate actor. At least once or twice a week, he sends me a monologue that he has written and wants me to check it out. Last year, he wanted me to write a recommendation letter for North Carolina School of the Arts a year from now. <laughs> he has me practicing doing what authoring action claims it's going to do. That's, we may not be able to walk with you all the way there, but if we can't, we will find you an escort. He's a consummate thespian with a relentless calling to stage and film. And uh, he wrote his first feature length screenplay and called our bluff on that too. Last time was Nani. And he says, here's a screenplay. I want authoring action to do it. And as much as he said it was offering action to do it, he wasn't asking for help. He was offering us an opportunity. And I think we're going to take him up on that. An extraordinary author who is fearless and basically examining his subconscious. Consciously. We're, we're lucky to have him. And next is Jessica Barnes. Hi everybody, I am Jessica Barnes. I am a Renaissance author. I have been a part of Author in Action since 2013. I'm a part of the Rhapsody Ensemble and this is Omission. I held on so tight. I built craters where fingers should be. Mm. I filled black holes with dreams and painted worlds with ideas I wish I would have let go. They make movies about success and poems about victory, but what happens to those who could never quite meet daybreak? What about those who couldn't quite finish their stories with a happy ending, 
Why didn't you tell me that not every story ends in happy endings? What about when giving up has less to do with failure? They say anything is possible, but what about those whose possibilities are anything but probable? I made dust look like gold and tricked darkness into light. They say you can do anything. But what happened when anything and everything had nothing to do with you? What happened to those who took the right path only to realize it was wrong for them? I kept my head up, I believed, I told myself, you can make raindrops look like waterfalls if you only wanted it bad enough. Why didn't you tell me that sometimes there's no such thing as wanting something bad enough? Mm. How could you let me put my pennies in an empty well? They say the sky is the limit, but they never told me that some stars have reject buttons. They never told me I could dissipate with those who weren't so great. I convinced myself I could fly, but never grew wings. I became the very end to the word begin. What about those whose stories begin with end? What about ends that come too soon? How could you tell me to give up when you were the reason I started? How could you tell me it wasn't worth it when I gave it my all? What do you say when your all wasn't good enough? This is what it means to die in a dream. You keep doing it, you keep doing it, and you still do it. You still do it. I always try to find a seatbelt when I listen to Jessica speaks, because she does something. She tells something and she takes truth somewhere where very few of us dare. When she writes, she not only examines the idea of truth, she examines the idea of truth. She takes all the exceptions and she basically deals with her pieces as an argument, philosophical and ideological about a particular topic. I remember one time when she wrote a piece and there was a, I forgot what the prompt was. Oh, peace. And everybody was telling them writing about their take on peace and what they thought peace is and what their peace isn't. And she basically started out was, is there any really any such thing as peace? She editorializes synthetic words, cliches. She editorializes them in a way that it takes us all the way back to the question why. I admire that so much. I admire that so much. But you got to be careful when you listen to her writing because she will question the very idea of what you're trying to talk about. And there's no argument to come back at her because she does, doesn't argue. She leaves you with the question. She's like one of them people to walk up to you and say something and just keep going. You standing by yourself with her words. Thank you for what you do with the truth. Keep writing. We need it, especially in this day and age. And next we have Samuel Allen. Greetings all. My name is Sam. I am Samuel Baxter Allen. I am a Renaissance member. I came in 2015 with the Rap City Ensemble. And this is Still We Rise. Still we rise. Still we rise. 
We know why the caged birds sang the songs that rocked slaves to sleep. Still they rise, lash marks lace their stomachs year after year, crumb after crumb, lash after lash. The sun did not shine well. The birth of a nation called us smoke black. Let me ask you something. Do monsters kneel? No. Opening their hands to the sky, encrypting messages with songs and prayers to follow the North Star. The slaves were God's gold. Black Moses shall lead them through the Underground Railroad. Let my people go. Still, we rise. We know where the cage blurred flew. Can you hear the dogs barking their master's will, their teeth to sever the black man's bones? Still, they rose hoses and iron hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years spent with the devil smelling blood in the water, shots fire, bullets take down black esteem, heads are low, nooses are high, there were buses where roses were rooted, stillness in the front for food, freedom's fleece walks with that pastor that had an ultralight dream that fathered diversity's church upon the rock. We recognize our past, a testament to how far we've come, not from a victim psychology, I proclaim to you today, we are all the products of prayer pieces that have yet to have an amen. Mm. Flying high in heaven's sky, I know she watches me. We rise fulfilling the prophecy preached by history, inserting the coal of our struggles inside people's hearts in order to ignite the fires of our faith. Our fists will rise high into heaven's sky as we proclaim, still we rise, still we rise, still we rise. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger for thirst, hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Sam, you are the AP attitudes. All right, thank you. Uh, I am Willie LeVon Holmes II. I am the Assistant Artistic Director of Author Action. I am a Renaissance author. And I am an I am an ensemble member of the 2008 
absolute answer. And I will be sharing a clip of a piece. This is Sunflower Sugar. And don't be fooled, it's not Willie's birthday today. It's not, in fact, Willie's birthday. All the questions I've ever had to ask myself, am I good enough? Do I have all it takes? But I'm good enough. And all it takes is me, me to leave this tree it's saturday morning and the sun rose like someone told it to and then there was me and i woke up like someone prayed for it and even though i have more scars than i have good days and my grin has seen more sin than anything happy or whole i still smirk Maybe not big enough for the sunshine to peek through, but rain clouds and Friday nights still get stuck in my teeth. And to be honest, to be honest, I don't know most days whether I'm in pain or home. And the other days, I turn laughter into matchsticks. My tongue lighter flick and I spark jungles of stars. What I'm saying is, is I've turned depression into wine and I've drank from the bottle. Blooming enough sunflowers that you can no longer see this graveyard of me, a garden where this body could never be. Melted down the days where the sun caught me before I could name the thing sleep. Wore it a crown. This joy loud a choir of thunderstorms on a summer Sunday morning. Even my brokenness smiles stained glass. And that reminds me. I haven't broken down in four days. And that too is a mercy because it's Sunday night now. And I still haven't drowned. I still haven't figured out the best way to turn to dust. And that too, someone prayed for. Caterpillar, crawl to you can fly. Know that one day the ground you walk on will be your sky. And never try to cocoon yourself too soon. Mm. Know the tree has room for you. Mm. Willie LeVon Holmes, he wears the mantle. We don't deal with titles. He deal, wears the mantle of assistant artistic director. And uh, I'll tell you tonight, 
make it a formal announcement since we're live. Uh, we will hang his numbers up whenever he decides to take off that mantle. He is the first, the only, and the last assistant artistic director of all three in action. Willie, I wrote something when I was in junior high. Our teachers told us we had to write something about our father. And I wrote, uh, I don't know whether it was probably seventh or eighth grade. And I said, there's nothing more gentle than the soft spoken man, nor vicious the defense of his honor. I altered that just slightly because that mantle that I wrote for my father reminds me so much of you. But instead I put, there's nothing more gentle than the soft-spoken man, nor in undaunting the defense of his honor when pen is in hand. My brother, stay, because you're the last one. I appreciate that, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, next, we have Anthony Edward <laughs> Jenkins. Oh, it's me. <laughs> I am Tony Jenkins. Um, I am a Renaissance author. I've done many jobs, many a job uh, on the staff of Authoring Action. <clears throat> now I'm on the National Advisory Board uh, and my most recent job was as the head of presentation and development. And I am Reach Ensemble from 2010. So I'm about 11 years deep with all these. Oh. I know, right? <clears throat> Are there many Black archaeologists? Black people, is there anyone more equipped to dig deep, to turn rubble into history? Was hope a lost colony or a rumor we believed? I wonder as I dig the rage from underneath my fingernails. Yes, I did dig my own grave. Yes, I did die pieces of me. Kill is a word too close to home. And then you step over the threshold looking like black opal and now i'm over here looking like adam sandler and uncut gems have i told you lately that you have a smile that can pay the light bill everything just works for you my man my peace of mind my coal mine can i trouble you a diamond can we burn every word from our vocabulary that isn't more more i want to write new vows in the ashes of older lesser vows I want to make the kind of promises you make in a baptism, acceptance and saving and coming back to life. But don't get it twisted. You look good in your sin. You don't have to drown to come clean. So come get clean with me. Come be seen with me. I know you want to be noticed by the way you are a searchlight. You think you're extra, but no one ever called a firefly attention seeking. No one questions a honeymoon. I think about how black the night. I think dark matters. I think there is no afterlife, only more life. There is only me and your spine, the moral arc of the universe back bending towards justice in our bed. You see, I've nicknamed your lips justice because they always do the right thing. 
I nicknamed your hands homeland, your legs yes and hell yes, your head the question and your chest the reason why I call your face forever and ever, amen you. You woke up this morning, I love you for that. I love you for how laughter riots my rib cage, how you loot my bad days for a kiss, how you bust the windows out my doubt. The way you wear your skin is criminal to say the least. My preferred affliction, your perfect body, my antibodies, the antidote, black man, black man. Did I mention that I love you? Especially now, right in front of me, while I can still hold you. Uh, Tony, I don't know how many years of study and introspection would be required for me to be the writer that you are. But fortunately, it's such a pedestal that I place you on that when I hear your words and your use of language and watch you speak them and show them, there's not an ounce of envy. It's just adoration. The depth of your mastery of language literally defies the ages. And please, please do everything you possibly can because if the world escaped you, we've missed eons. And sometimes I just get real quiet anytime I hear your name and imagine that you are with us. Period. Thank you, thank you for that. Uh, next, uh, we're gonna open the floor for any questions that anybody on the live has for us. If you have a question for anybody on the Zoom call right now, for any of the authors, for Mr. Nathan, Ms. Lynn, feel free to post it into the, you know, the chat. We'll answer them. Uh, but while we're getting, you know, if anybody gets the courage to ask questions, uh, while we do that, I'm gonna pass the floor to LaVey. Offer uh, some remarks. Um, if, you know, or if anybody else on the Zoom has anything to say. Um, I just want to speak a few moments about how you can get involved. We accept teens ages 12 to 18. We are now gearing up for our spring Just Us 2021 session. We are having interviews now. Um, to learn more about Just Us, please visit our website um, and check out our social media outlets, which will have flyers. Um, the way that you can schedule an interview uh, for that is contact me directly. My email address is a2program at authoringaction.org. You can also phone me 336 six zero eight zero nine six three 
We will also, following our Just Us session, start our summer intensive program. It is a five-week program. We write, we adapt, and we share um, like we did during COVID for the first time, this may have to be done virtually, but there will be some in-person meetings so that we can shoot the film that we will share of our commencement. Um, also, to schedule interviews for that, please contact the same email and cell number I gave you. Um, if there are any more questions regarding um, your interest in the program, please again, see our website, check us out. Again, check out our social media outlets. Thanks. All right, uh, and then we're gonna have a word. You know, any more? If there's any questions, you know, out there on the live, you know, please get them in now. Uh, we're gonna have some closing remarks from our founders, Mr. Nathan and Miss. Well, I will just say thank you to all of the authors, uh, Asagai and Renaissance. It's always a thrill to hear you. Uh, it's especially wonderful right now to uh, have some of you Renaissance authors come back to us and participate, um, spreading your insight and your wisdom as you have continued to grow and evolve as human beings. Uh, you grace us with your presence and your power. Uh, you teach us always. I'm excited about these younger Asagai members that have, are coming along um, and to see their commitment to the elevation of their voices. Um, we need all of your voices right now uh, in the world. Um, we need uh, healing as a community and as a nation. Um, so every voice must, um, must be heard. I want to thank our audience. Thank you so much for the for those of you who joined us this evening. Please spread the word. We'll do another one of these in February, um, and there'll be another focus and theme of that evening. Um, we would love your support. You know, go to AuthoringAction.org and get on our mailing list. We don't inundate you. We send uh, like a monthly newsletter with. Uh, information about what's happening with Authoring Action, ways you can get involved, ways you can support us. And we encourage you to think about being a monthly donor to keep um, this programming alive. We, we have had a wonderful um, offerings of support this past year during uh, COVID. And it's been actually quite remarkable to see how our artists and staff and team have evolved and grown to off, continue to offer um, creative programming uh, virtually and in very small groups for our filmmaking process. Um, but we continue to offer um, quality support and education, arts education for young people in this community. Uh, we have a great concern for so many of our young people, our students, who don't, for whatever reason, uh, are kind of left behind, especially academically. And we want to support those young people and be an encouragement to them um, to 
promote the idea of literacy, uh, especially how authoring action sees literacy uh, is the ability to negotiate one's dreams. So um, join us, become a part of the authoring action family. Thanks again to everyone. I just want to say uh, real simply and real quickly, we need you. If you're uh, anywhere between 13 or to 18, please go to our website, please join. We will spend the time. And I always like to tell potential recruits, everything that you do with us is a professional credit on your resume. And um, so we're a professional outfit in everything that we do in terms of engagement. Um, thanks for coming, Stop for, thanks for hanging out. Uh, when we go off live, can we still all kind of stay on Zoom for a second? Is that possible? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when we got out, everybody still stay. Uh, last call for questions or thoughts. Anybody out there? Are we a tree in the forest? Uh, no, but uh, again, thank you everybody for coming today. There'll be another one next month. Please be on the lookout on all of our social media accounts. It's Authored Action, all one word, on every social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, which you're on. Uh, YouTube also, check out our YouTube, subscribe. Uh, and thank you. And of course, we'll be posting this, right? Yeah, it'll stay up. Great. Bye. Okay, everybody, please stay on. <laughs>